I get conflict is a normal part of life. I know that we're not always going to agree. That's okay, man. It doesn't always have to lead to people dying. Us disagreeing is not the issue. Us killing each other is the issue. I know they missed us, man. I hope they did. I know they missed us, Cynic. They're probably like, who, who are these guys again? Oh, no, Stone and Turned. Oh, yeah, this is like that uh, Corona episode all over again. Humble beginnings. No Stone Unturned. It's your boy, Frank, with the one and only Cynic. That's right. What's going on? Guys? You know, I was going to say, sorry, guys. We've been, But no, I'm not sorry. I'm done apologizing. Life. This is life. <laughs> For the loyal listeners, we appreciate you. We appreciate you hanging tight. And we're still here. Uh, we do got some big, let, let's tease it, Cynic. We got some big no stone news that we got to let the people know. And I don't I don't know if we're going to touch on it today. We don't have to. But there is some big news coming up. Do we? <laughs> I was just going to say, hey, look, there is some big news coming. Stay tuned. And that's it. Not necessarily speak on it. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad to let them know that there's going to there's gonna be a, an announcement coming. Okay. Maybe something they should hang around for. Figure it out. Jackasses. <laughs> but how you doing, man? I know it's been a minute since we and you have uh, linked up. How is it in your neck of the woods? Well, we've had like the equivalent of a tropical storm here over the last couple of days. Some crazy ass winds and some that. rain. And yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Like stuff was flying around all over the goddamn place. I see that you guys use a different system. Like it was a, a red. It was like a, I don't want to say code red, but. It's like a color system. Yeah. You have like a color system. Like over here, we have letters and numbers like Category 5 or F5 Tornado. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with it, but I did see it as well, like on one of my weather apps. And they it was saying something about like alarm red or some shit like that. But yeah, I mean, I have a, an app and it gives me warnings and shit whenever there's something going on. And it was going off quite a, quite a bit the last few days because the winds were pretty pretty strong. I mean... I would have to do some conversion to find out what it was in miles per hour, but I'm guessing what's like 100, 140 kilometers per hour, whatever that is in miles per hour. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. 
but yeah, we're we're good. You always throw me off when you get into the kilometers and stuff. I know, I know, I know. But I've been here too long, so I don't think in miles anymore. My brain says syntax error. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Anytime, like, because some a lot of times you're watching a show and they'll say it, you know, a hundred kilometers, and I'm like. And I'll figure it out, right? I'll ver- eventually, I can convert it, but it's not something that's naturally yeah. that naturally happens. We were talking about that just yesterday. We had some some family members visiting, and some point in the night, we were talking about languages, and and uh, we got into the whole difference between the measurements between German or let's say Europe and the United States, or let's just say the rest of the world and the United States, because pretty much everyone else is on metric mm-hmm. system. And the United States. No, Here I'm just saying again. it's what it is. It's what it is. <laughs> and then um, we started talking about like how that came to be and how England has its own imperial system. Well, they did, and and now they were sometimes in sometime in this in the 90s. That's not correct. It was like the 60s, I think. They decided to switch from their imperial system to the metric so that they would be aligned with the rest of the world. But I guess the U.S has imperial units or some version of it probably from the influence of england i'm guessing and so now you guys are stuck with actually your own system compared to the rest of the world which is our metric it's the american way so actually um, the metric system is very easy once you figure once you get the hang of it because easy smeezy no look i mean they have they have millimeters, 10 of which gives you one centimeter. One centimeter, 10 of which gives you, um, you see what I mean? It's like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a 10, it's a system by 10. That I give you, that I, okay. that I give you. <laughs> the temperature system is the same. So zero is freezing. What's, while for you, freezing is, I'm talking about the freezing temperature of water. For you guys, the yeah. water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a little awkward. That's a bit awkward, right? Here, it's zero. Yeah, that is. Done. That makes sense. Done and dusted. So I'm actually here in a... Lone Star State. I'm catching a lift to my destination. First of all, it was a, you know, go to garage, go to the garage and find section F, red F, you know, whatever. The what? I'm not familiar with lift. You have to explain that to me. Oh, lift is like an Uber. No, I mean, I've never used it. So what does it mean to go to section F? Oh, you never used ride sharing before? No, neither Uber nor Lyft. Uber, Uber. Yeah, man. um, What what do you call it? it's you uber uber <laughs> uber it's an uber <laughs> it's an uber uh yeah so it's just a different ride sharing thing but every airport would have a different kind of system you know just so you don't have these new age taxis which basically what ride sharing is kind of clogging up where regular people come to get picked up they'll try to designate a spot to say this is where ride sharing is going to be so if you have a uber lift so on and so forth this is going to be the designated pickup spot Versus them just come in and be like, I got a red shirt, which does make more sense too, a little more organized. But every airport is different. Some people have it on that main level. This airport had it in a, in the garage. I'm not familiar with the airport that way though. So I'm like, all right, that looks like a garage. So whatever. I had to kind of feel my way through it. Eventually I found it and I go ahead and I select my lift and they say, okay, go to the red section, letter F mm. and your driver will be there to pick you up. Cool. So I find Red F and I'm like, I'm kind of second guessing myself. I'm like, this looks too easy, but this is where the ride sharing is. So I'm going to roll with it. I get there, bro. No lie, man. I'm there for about 45 minutes. Waiting. As I'm there, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like one of the first people there. So I'm like, all right, cool. Boom. And person gets there after me. Boop. They <laughs> cars right there. They get picked up and they leave. And another person comes. <laughs> boop. And I'm like, yo, what am I like? Am I a greeter? 
And I see that the late the the person because you can see on the app it gives you a GPS map of where the car is. If it's doing another stop, it won't show you their location for privacy reasons. But if he's if he or she is done with that stop and they're on their way to you, it'll show them their location in correlation to where you are. Mm-hmm. So I see this lady's in the airport. We're gonna call her Nelly. All right, I won't use her real name. Nelly, shout out to you. You got the no stolen turn plug, baby. You a cool person. I love you, Nelly. But we'll call her Nelly. So I see Nelly's in the airport, but Nelly keeps missing the turn to come to me. I see that there's a <laughs> fork in the road and Nelly needs to make a left, but she keeps staying high right. And then she'll loop around again. And mind you, Cynic, every time she loops around, this is like a good seven, eight minutes because this is a Friday night and there's cars there. There's traffic. Inevitably, it's not just like a quick one minute thing. Yo, Nelly must have missed my exit at least six different times, bro. There's an option on the app where you can try to communicate with your driver so like like a chat like a text message or yeah mm. yeah you can either call them or you can send them a text so first i'm sly with it and i'm like hey you know this is frank you know i ordered a lift just want to make sure you haven't forgotten about me mm-hmm. all right that's cool that's not aggressive <laughs> and i wasn't aggressive the whole time I, you know but and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry uh I'll, you know i'll be there in five minutes maybe that's 20 minutes into my journey i shoot her a text right we'll say 40 was a full wait at least three more times she passes me. So then I hit her up and I'm like, hey, <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's my second day. This airport is so confusing. And I'm like, all right, cool. No, no worries. You know, I see you on the app and it looks like you keep staying to your right at the fork where you need to make a left and then just follow the signs for ride sharing. So now, mind you, I'm a I'm a passenger mm-hmm. and I'm coaching her on, a, on how to how to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, she finally gets there about 45 minutes later. You know, she gets in the car and she immediately apologizes and tells me this is my second day. You know, like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I was dropping somebody else off. I didn't even notice that I had you as a pickup. Like, I realized it, you know, I think a little later than I should have. She's like, please don't rate me bad. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. It's cool. You know, even though, yes, it was a slight inconvenience on my part. <laughs> Mind you, I have been traveling for the past three hours right in a plane. But I, I build. I don't break. So as we're in, the, we, you know, we're, we're making our way to uh to my destination again she's very apologetic she feels really bad she even offers to pay my for for my ride for me you know really and i'm like no like yeah she's like i'm gonna pay for your ride because that's how bro i'm telling you i was bro i was the greeter i was like hey how you going yeah f is right here stand right here in your (laughs) uber beer you know like i was the greeter bro no lie and then we start getting to the conversation as reference to why i have that outlook and why i'm not upset you know because i think she was a little taken back by me being so like hey it's cool you know and i go you know, I think that, in especially in this day and age that we're living in, you know, we have to be more empathetic towards each other, especially with the election that just passed and kind of the uproar that the world was in, because we can't even say it was our country. We should have learned a lot from that experience. And it would have been easy for me to get into the lift and been like, well, I want a discount. Mm-hmm. But rather than doing that and trying to just understand you, like you weren't doing it because it was negligence, like you were really trying to find me. Once I realized that, now let's work together to get you here, right? The funny thing is, is that she got lost taking me to my destination. <laughs> I had to end up putting my the address on my personal GPS, and I started guiding her. I was like, all right, look, you're going to make Damn, a right here. She was really uh, stretching that uh, goodwill. <laughs> yeah, but she was a sweetheart, bro. She really was. And when I was getting off of the lift, she was like, I'm really thankful that, you know, we crossed paths today. And I'm going to tell my kids about our experience today. You know, how you were just nice. somebody who, who chose to... To go about this differently, and she was thanking me like for the experience almost. She was a mom, yeah. She was a mom, bro, and it's like 
we have a choice. It's easy to make the more human decision when we're not in stressful situations. If we wake up and everything is good and we're not being challenged by life, it's easy to say what you would do. Yeah. But when you are in those stressful situations and fatigue is set in and it's e- and you may have the right to, doesn't mean you have to. Mm. And I gave her five stars and everything. I didn't even report that this shit was a fucking arroz con mango. <laughs> this lady had me all over Texas, bro. <laughs> I was like, look, nearly five stars, man. Best of luck to you. I think you that's know, cool, man. That's a, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, we need we need to be more thoughtful. We need to be more thoughtful with each other, man. Because she had every right to get destroyed. But <laughs> now, if Nelly was a shit box, and you know, like <laughs> smoking weed in the lift and eating fries and not just totally different, you're gonna get slammed. Yeah. But Nelly is a single mom because she told me in our conversation, she's like, no, I have a regular job. I kind of do this on the side, you know, some extra money, this and that. Single mom trying to figure it out, man. Second day on the job. We all remember wherever you work at, how much you fucking suck the second day on your job. No. We all remember how much we sucked. I appreciate you sharing that. Yes, sir. I was just, I've caught myself thinking about the fact that here's this, I don't know, man. It feels weird to me that you have this woman driving uh uh this car sharing thing and then you tell me she's a single mom i just feel like kind of bad for her you know like that could be in my eyes potentially dangerous job like you don't know who's going to get in your car at any point i mean i don't know how those things work maybe there's some checks in in the system but i i can imagine you can only check so much like you can always get an asshole a dirtbag a psycho. No, you can. No, there is no checks. Look, a rapist can legit order a lift. Even worse. Because lift is not checking your background. Only the drivers. Is yeah. The only thing they're checking is that your fucking car goes through. So you do not know who's getting in that back seat. You see your what initial... I mean? That's why it made me feel a little bit like, yo, that's kind of. And it's funny because I I spoke to her about that. I'm like, Nelly, you got to be careful out here. She's like, I always got my friend with me, so she stays strapped for mm-hmm. one, which is good for her. But she's like, yeah, but um, I I definitely try to stay away from certain neighborhoods. And her kids check in on her and stuff, you know. So she's self aware. Okay. But it's still yeah, it's a bit concerning. Yeah. Ideally, she wouldn't put herself in that situation if she didn't need to. So. You're you're absolutely right on that yeah but nelly's cool man so shout out to you nelly best of luck to you yeah and uh yeah stay safe stay safe out there baby so what we got i got a, I got a fun fact you got a fun fact is your buddy still cutting the grass out there nah he's done i'm feeling nice. great right now you see me smiling because of that clean sound i just want everybody to know that if if i sound a little weird it's because i'm currently in a room that's mostly empty so uh, to try and avoid the echo, I have the microphone pretty much stuffed down my throat. Why are you deep-throating the mic right now, Cynic? It's not that type of shit. Why are you putting me on blast, son? <laughs> yeah, so, but it's actually awkward to try and talk with the microphone basically up in my mouth. So, the things I do for No Stone Unturned. It's a kid-friendly show, guy. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact. I do want to talk about something real quick. We got new fun fact music. Oh, and I fucking love it. Did you not? Yeah. Did you not notice? Yeah, I did notice. Of course, I noticed. No, man. I don't know. You're very nonchalant. We about talked it. Like, about, what do you about it. the music. He's like, yeah. You know cool. why you don't remember? Because we recorded last time, like a month ago. That's why. <laughs> why you gotta be putting that shit out there? Though? Why you gotta be bringing up old shit, though, player? <laughs> we do have new fun fact music, and we've already discussed it and put it to bed. I made a comment last time that we knew ha- we had new fun fact music, but we never discussed no, it on the. You're podcast. right. We didn't discuss it on the podcast, but you asked me. 
privately on WhatsApp. I asked you one question. You gave me a, yeah, it's cool. So I was calling you out on that. I'm calling you out on that. I was like, how do you really feel about it? I see. How do you really feel about it is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? At that particular moment, I wasn't enthusiastic enough. I get it. I got you. <laughs> All right. I'll stop talking about this dumbass fun fact music. Bless us, Cynic. What you got, bro? So I'm not sure if you're aware, but the moon is actually slowly moving away from the earth. Very, very minute amount. But have you ever thought of what would happen if the moon were to crash into the earth? Because that's what today's fun fact is about. You probably never thought of that, right? You're probably like, I don't give a shit about the moon. (laughs) No, what I have, not about the moon in particular, but I've thought about us getting too close to the sun. And burning up. Okay. I've thought about that, but not the moon necessarily crashing into it. But it's a good, it's a similar thought experiment because you don't know exactly what would happen unless you like really look into that. You kind of just assume, oh, if we go into the sun, then everything would just burn up. And But like the details of how things would happen. So I found out what would happen if the moon were to actually crash into the earth. Because you know that at least according to astronomers, however many millions of years ago, there was a, another planet or planet-sized body that crashed into the Earth. And I think the scientists gave it a name, the planet. It was called Theia, I think. And it was actually that planet crashing into the Earth that created the debris which eventually orbited the Earth and eventually turned into the moon. So I digress. The moon itself, if it were to crash into the Earth, it's interesting what would actually happen. So first, as the moon gets closer to the Earth, you would start to notice actually really big changes in the tides. 100%. The first month, you might not notice much, but eventually the tides would just get much, much higher, and then they would go much, much lower um, until until they'd be creating like these, the tides themselves would be like tsunami-sized waves coming in to the coast that's crazy which would eventually destroy infrastructure and and do all kinds of damage right and those kinds of things will continue to happen until the moon gets closer and closer and then it'll reach a point where it starts to actually pull on the crust of the earth and that starts to destabilize the rotation on the axes yeah exactly well it, it destabilizes the um the actual magma that's underneath all the crust and so, oh, okay. so you start to get a lot of volcanic activity all over the, the, the planet. And that would eventually turn life into a really bad time. If the, the tides wouldn't kill you, that probably will. But if you were to able, if you were able to survive long enough to be you know, alive when the, the moon was about, I don't know, 11 or 12 months later, when the moon is closer, much, much closer, um, eventually what would happen is that the tidal forces just of the earth pulling on the moon would rip the moon apart. So the moon wouldn't actually ever physically crash into the earth. It would actually get torn apart when it gets close enough to the earth. And all the debris of this moon being torn apart would eventually start to orbit the earth. And the earth would then have its own ring, kind of like Saturn has rings. It would have a ring 
made up of the debris of the moon. So the moon would never actually crush into us. And if you ever thought about that as a kid, you would think, oh, wow, that must be crazy. Or even as an adult who doesn't know, you think that must be, I can't even imagine what it must be when the moon crashes into the earth. But it wouldn't actually do it. It would get torn apart before it could. I thought that was a pretty cool fact. That's amazing, man. I want to take 30 seconds to see if I can find the video, but then I have something to piggyback off of that. We'll play it on the podcast, and you know what I'm going to say. I'll post it where I want to fucking post it, and you do what the fuck you want to do, listeners, <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. I'm not bitter about that. Check that video out, my man. Let's do that. Saturn is cool. Saturn's cool. But may I introduce you to Super Saturn? This planet, J1407b, is 10 to 40 times the mass of Jupiter, but its ring system is 200 times the size of Saturn's. The ring system consists of over 30 rings, and each of them is tens of millions of kilometers in diameter. Scientists are able to study these rings really well because they're so big that they form an eclipse in front of its star that lasts for weeks. So as the starlight shines between the gaps, they can study it really well. The last time this happened was in 2007. These gaps in the rings indicate that moons may have formed from the material in that orbit. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, astronomers expect that yeah, in the next so several cool. millions of years, more and more moons will form from this material and the planet will no longer have rings. But right now, if this planet were to replace our sun, its rings would extend out past Mercury. That is so funny because it's a perfect <laughs> piggyback to what we were just talking what I was just talking about with the with the initial planet that crashed into the earth and what would happen to the moon if it got too close to the earth. I love how the uh, video was ready for us. <laughs> the universe Perfect. knew, man, that we we're going to be on this topic. Perfect. I always wonder, like, man, how, where do those rings kind of come from? There you go. Beautiful for the eye, but how? what's the process of those thing, that thing actually happening? And uh, to know that it's, debris. it's fucking debris, man, that gets crushed by the planet. You know, you mentioned something. Initially, when you mentioned the moon getting closer to us, I did not think about the tides. Although I know how the moon affects the tides, especially living in on the coast, right? Maybe somebody more inland wouldn't, but I get it. But then you mentioned that and I was like, oh yeah, that'd be a shit show because like you said, tsunamis would be created. Mm -hmm. Everything is placed perfectly right now. If the moon was any closer and the tsunamis that would be created by that would just totally destroy us. Mm -hmm. So the moon is in a perfect place right now. Any further, any closer, right? It can be a totally different thing. And then let's, let's talk about the sun. Like if somebody told you there's people that live on a rock in the middle of space and they have a huge fireball that's perfectly placed from the distance of that planet where it allows life to thrive. <laughs> any further away, they would freeze. Any closer, they would burn. This sounds like something out of a fucking a kid's book, bro. That's, the sun is like, I don't think we understand how crazy that is because from the first day that we're born... The sun is there. Mm. So it's just something that we're used to. But think about it for a second. It's a huge fireball that burns consistently and is placed at the perfect distance to allow us and plants and animals on this planet to thrive. I I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from. Does that, <laughs> it, it doesn't have the same effect on you, I see. No, it's not that. It's that you know I always have to have a different point that of view on it. blows me away. I love it. Talk to me because I need something from you right now, baby. Because for me, I'm like, that's amazing. If there was any thought, do I have purpose? Was I meant to be here? Dude, 
You are meant to be here, bro. I get we you. We are all meant to be here. But tell me, tell me what you think. For, okay, first of all, I don't want to take away from the. <laughs> no, I want to make a disclaimer. <laughs> I don't want to take away from the the point that you just made about how amazing it must, you know, it has to be for us to. Everything has to be exactly, perfect. Exactly. I don't want to take away from that work. because, at the end of the day, there is something sort of. I don't want to, the only word I can think of right now is majestic. It's a bit corny, but there's something kind of majestic about it, you know? You're right. But what I'm saying is, let's think of it also from, let's try to think of it from the other side, okay? Okay. If the conditions were any, in any other way, like you said, too hot, too cold, the sun much closer or further, and, and life wouldn't be able to survive or to thrive or to even exist, that's pretty much the case, as far as we know, on every other planet, at least in our solar system. And there is no life there. And it's what you would expect. Mm -hmm. And it's the case in the vast majority of planets. What I'm trying to say is the only reason we can see and, and, and marvel at it is because we're here, because we're alive. But if you, if you turn the clock back however many millions of years, we didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Do you? Am I making my point or not? I, you're just proving my point even more because <laughs> what you're I, saying is it came yeah, out. Because what you're saying, in if we're wrapping a, a ball up on this here, <laughs> is that if things were any different, we just wouldn't be here. We would just be like another planet. Exactly. And that's exactly, and that's why everything having to be perfect in order for us to be here, because it's it's very easy to understand that if things weren't perfect, what's what's the alternative that Things can't thrive, right? So there just wouldn't be anything. Right. Which makes this moment even more valuable. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Thanks, Cynic. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it is the ultimate stroke of luck that we are here and we're alive to be able to experience it, to marvel at it. You know what I mean? It is, it's luck, but it is a hell of a lucky, you know, chance that we're here now and that we can just talk about it and marvel at it, but... This is like a sliver in the timeline of of the life of of, uh, of the solar system, of the universe, right? So it's not that everything is perfect for us. We just happen to be here at the moment because everything is in a in in a state where we can survive. We happen to to be able to live in it. And before that was the case, we didn't exist. Again, yeah, millions of years from now, Earth could be a moon, right? And they would never know our story. Uh, that's exactly what will happen. I get it. I get it. And that's why I think when we explore different things and when we find that there is water on Mars, it only leads you to think, like, was there people on that planet that had a story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And time played its course and, you know, Alpha Omega, beginning and end, right? The only unfortunate thing is we haven't found any evidence. Of haven't it. we found water? No, I mean, like, evidence of, like, some actual, like, intelligent civilization. Like, imagine if what happened there, like what might happen to us in the future, imagine that already happened on Mars. You would expect to find remnants of some civilizations or something. But it depends. It depends when you're crossing paths with that planet. Because I think if enough time has passed, there would just be dust. That's true. So maybe there there is, you know, yeah. there is, it's very possible that there was. But if we're checking millions of years after the fact. Yeah. Come on. We talked, you know, we talked about 
the importance of the sun and how everything has to be perfect. That should have just fucking turned to dust, bro. Things would freeze over. Everything would die. If we're millions of years after the fact, maybe that's why there is, we're not finding anything because we're just too far, too far out, you know? It's possible. I mean, it's also possible that, that other civilizations existed on this planet, right? I mean, why not? Speaking of that, I send you a, a video talking about this freaking hole in the ground that people no. think is a portal. No. no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that we didn't talk about this because this is, guys, this is not a stage reaction. Me and him didn't talk about that video before we, we hit record. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that he's going to have a totally different response. And he gives me, he gives me cynic. So tell me, cynic. Why do you have that response to that video? Do you believe you believe it's bullshit? You don't think it's real? I believe that you you believe it's bullshit as well. I do not believe it's bullshit. Come on, Frank, please. We've talked about, look, OC's been on the show before. We've talked about portals and we talked about inner earth. Somebody like OC, you know, thinks that there's people living inside the planet. So, oh, actually, have you watched a show called La Brea? No, I haven't. It's got kind of a similar concept. So in the show... There's actually a sinkhole that opens up in La Brea, California, but it's a huge, huge sinkhole, like miles and miles in diameter. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it starts off just like a, a normal day in the city or whatever. And then this, there's sort of like this sort of earthquake or whatever. And then the ground starts to collapse. And at the end of it, there's this huge sinkhole. And of course, you know, however many hundreds of people, thousands of people died because they fell in it. Yeah, and then it turns out that this sinkhole has, like, no bottom. At least not one that they can see. So at first they think everyone died for obvious reasons. But then, of course, there's some dude, he's, hard, he's having some kind of visions or whatever. And everyone thought he was crazy because he didn't know what he was seeing. But it turns out the visions he was having are of, let's call it another timeline. Because what, let me wrap this up. At the bottom of the sinkhole, when you fall in it, you come out on Earth in the same place. So what is La Brea in the future, California, but 10,000 B.C. So it's like they went back in time. You hmm. know what I mean? And mm. that's a, the sort of the concept of the show. I'm not going to go any more into it. I, but I think that's why you think this shit's fugazi. Because no, but I can watch know, that show and I really like it because it's interesting. It's entertaining. But... This is not real life. Like this right, guy is so talking gonna, about. We're gonna play this. This guy is talking about a sinkhole that's supposed to be eighty thousand feet deep. First of all, I don't know how he even knows that it's eighty thousand feet deep. He talks about it. He says he has cord. He's gone through. Let, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna play, play the interview. <laughs> so some people believe that there's a portal to another dimension in Washington. In 1997, a man by the name of Mel Waters called into the Coast to Coast radio show claiming that he had a hole in his backyard that was 80,000 feet deep. And supernatural things were starting to happen. For context, the deepest mine trap in the world is only 13,000 feet deep. And 80,000 feet is 15 miles deep. Mel claimed that during the day, a black beam like this one would shoot out of the hole into the sky. He also said that a neighbor dumped his dead dog's body into the hole and the next day the dog was outside alive. This is where it gets kind of weird though. So Mel's property was right next to the Yakima Training Center, which is a military base. And shortly after that first phone call, Mel claimed that the government tried to silence him and pay him out so he would never talk about this hole ever again. 
then later, a satellite photo was taken of where Mel's property supposedly was, but it was completely blotted out with this big white square. Though it's been long searched for, no one's been able to find the actual location of this hole. But many people in Washington are convinced it exists and have dedicated lots of time and energy to finding it. This is actually a clip from the phone call. I've got Mel on the line. Mel's the guy with the never-ending hole. Right now, I'm in a little town called Ellensburg. Oh, I know Ellensburg. Oh, you, got, you, you really think you've got 80,000? Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, get uh, line and 5,000-yard spools. I've gone through that many. As usual, I brought the dogs with me. Uh, they wouldn't go anywhere near the damn thing. And if I try to bring them there on a leash, they'll just dig their feet and they do not want to go anywhere near the hole. He says he gets lines in 5,000-yard spools. Yeah. And he drops them down the hole and he dropped them down to a point where he reached 80,000 feet. Is that what we're trying? I would have to assume so. So I don't even know where to start, to be honest. Like, why should we even believe this dude? Really? Where is the hole? If if he really has this hole, he should be bringing people there to show them, right? I get what you're saying. Why we don't know where the hole is, I don't know. I think for you, where you start getting weird about it is the resurrecting of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fir- that was the first <laughs> the first red flag. You're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's funny because she said after the resurrection of the dog is she goes what you mentioned. She goes, and here's where it gets weird. <laughs> And then she talks about the military yeah. trying to silence him. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, now it's getting weird, right? Look. Listen. Nah, man. Nah. Listen, bro. Listen. Listen, bro. I don't believe that you believe that. Come on, man. It's What, how, what are you doing about the dog story? Are you just blotting that out? It's like, uh, does not compute, ignore. What, what is happening? I'm saying, even though I think it's highly unlikely, I still think it's a possibility. I still think that... The portal or whatever that is, I think that could be potentially there. I'm not saying I'm 100% sold on it, but I'm saying there's enough there where it's like, I want to read into that more. I want to look into that more. There's enough there to get me to get my antennas up. Because if there was a portal, and obviously there's great script writers out there. So them putting the military in there and trying to silence him, it could be part of the great fucking, you know, a great part of the story. But if there was something out there like that, the military will try to silence you. Which leads me more to believe, right, that it could potentially be real and if there's things out there beyond our comprehension right if there's a fourth dimension if there's things out there that for some reason or another the government or 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 whatever the powers that be don't want us to know which i think there's a high possibility that, that there's more to this than what we think a perfect example of that is i do believe that there's other life form out there i do believe that the government is aware of it i do believe that they're not telling us so something like that is like, all right, well, I already know that they're capable of not telling us certain things. So why would they tell us about this potential portal if it is one? Now, if it has a beam coming out of it, I don't know. If your dog could come back and, and be resurrected, I don't know. You know, again, it could be another great fucking story because that's everything that you need, right? All the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that you need to be able to follow it and be like, well, that's a possibility. There are things there that, again, are question marks for me. But I'm not. For me, it's not so far fetched where I'm like, "Oh, that's complete bullshit." Yeah, I think it's a conversation that we sh- that we should be having. For me, it's definitely too far fetched. I just don't. I don't. It's too sensational. It's it's sensational on the one hand, and then on the other hand, he's got no real proof, as usual. Where is this guy? And does anybody know where this guy? Nobody is? knows probably where he is. No one obviously knows you know where why? the hole you is. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because they silenced him, bro. 
because they went out. That's convenient. He was going on radio shows and he was fucking talking and running his mouth. That's convenient. Broadcasting it for the world. I know it's a perfect story. I mean, I think There's one one grainy talk. You know what? I'm sorry. One grainy you know uh, message of him being on a radio show. Yeah. The military wants to silence him. Now he disappears. We don't. Nobody knows where the hole is. What would you do if tomorrow? Uh, sinkhole opened up in your backyard and you thought or maybe you had i don't know (laughs) five thousand foot spools of line in your backyard uh lying around that you could drop down there but somehow you figured out that this thing is like massively deep what would you do what would be your first reaction your first step what would you do after the shock i guess that's a good question i think part of me will be torn do i want to tell people about this or because it's so out there are people going to think i'm crazy so i'll probably start telling like the closest people to me like you for example i'll be like yo like i have to tell you something because you know that i'm not well for the most part you know i'm not crazy (laughs) so i think i'll rely like (laughs) mostly on you (laughs) but i would tell somebody close to me first and go from there i wouldn't just i know that it's crazy enough that i wouldn't just go out there and tell people like right off the right off the top Mm-hmm. like i wouldn't report it to the media right away i would get feedback and i would have to it's one of those things like yo you see this shit too right because there's there's a part of me is like yo am i going fucking cr-? like what's going on here mm. like i've never been on meds but am i off the meds so i think i would have to bring somebody in and be like yo do you see this do you understand this or is it just me <laughs> all right so now what the fuck do we do type of thing you know mm. because me thinking that there is illuminati out there and there is Secret societies running the world, right? I am a little nutty like that. Is the reason why I think somebody else would naturally run to the Channel Seven to be like, "I got a sinkhole in my yard." <laughs> I don't think everybody's going to process that like me. But that's how that's what I would do. That was a really long winded response. But why do you ask that, cynic? <laughs> no, because I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I'm just wondering what is the, what would be a quote natural response to doing, to, you know, to, to to having something like that on your property. Here's my thing. If we if we research this guy and we find out that he likes to write mystery books and he's this fucking Harry Potter imagine imagineer, then he loses instant credibility. But this is if this is a regular Joe Schmo that's saying, "Yo, this is happening to me." That was the thing where with remember we uh, we were talking about the UFOs that I got bamboozled by that lady. Yeah, that I thought I was telling her story about this crazy <laughs> shit, and then you re- you saw her later that she had headshots, and she was like, <laughs> she writes fucking <laughs> fiction stories, like that was like, all right, like you lose major credibility because more than likely you came up with this concoction in your head. Mm-hmm. So for one, if I start looking into this, which I will, is who is this guy? Was is this a regular Joe Schmo, or is this somebody who's trying to write screenplays for Hollywood? Because not to say that that can't happen to somebody who wants to write screenplays for Hollywood. It could it could totally happen. But as far as credibility goes, it's gonna it's gonna affect. But it's the way I process it, man. It, there's enough there for me to be like, I would like to to learn more. But of course, nobody knows the location. Nobody knows nothing. I mean, how the fuck are we gonna find that? That's the thing. I mean, every I guess most people, uh, maybe everybody loves a mystery, me included. I would love it for it to be true. I would love yeah. to go out there and see it. But the chances of it being true are small in my opinion right? and then when you start talking about throwing dead dogs down there and then coming back to life then you lose me then then they i don't get, it's there's always one thing in there that i'm like <laughs> why'd you have to say that there's always one thing because bro, the dude's like, a crackpot oh. that's why he's a crackpot <laughs> there was this uh 
Oh, I was watching the alone the Lone Star Law or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> the Texas show when I'm in Texas it makes me feel more Texan. And uh, there's this guy that calls a the wildlife people, which are cops, and he's like, oh, there's raccoons. I found, uh, like, three or four raccoons in my bed under the covers. What? And the, and the guy goes out. Yeah, really weird. So the guy goes out there. He's an older, older gentleman, older cop. And he's like, all right, show me where you think they're getting in. And he shows them a, a spot. He's like, there's no way raccoons are getting in there. And you can tell that the cop is not really believing him at first to a point that I'm like, yo, why is this cop being a douchebag? Like, help the guy. But as the episode plays out, you, you see that the guy's story is not just lining up. <laughs> So he asked the guy, he's like, hey, man, you on meds? <laughs> like, do you, do you think there's a possibility that you're seeing things? Yeah. That, you know, that the raccoons aren't really there? So. And, okay. Yeah. And then? <laughs> now I'm curious what happens. <laughs> you're like, and? <laughs> Anticlimactic. <laughs> so he asked him, are you sure you're, sure you're not on meds? And uh, and the guy's like, no, no, I'm not on meds, this, that, and the other. Then the cop gets in the car and he's like, look, there's no really, there's no real way of knowing, but there aren't any signs that raccoons are getting in mm-hmm. why would a raccoon and two other raccoons be under his uh, under his bed you know where typically you would see a hole in the roof or something like that mm-hmm. he goes at least you it leads you to believe that it might be the individual that maybe he is the the crazy one he's yeah. seeing raccoons in his bed and there's no raccoons yeah. there so that's what the crackpot thing is what led me to that story yeah. and maybe that guy is the guy who uh, invented this story it's probably the same dude yeah he moved to texas <laughs> there's a portal in my backyard <laughs> with raccoons yeah man so I appreciate you sending it You're to me. You're a fun sponge. No, you can just Whoever's keep Whoever's out them. there, I'm going to put it on the Instagram. Check it out if you guys want. Before <laughs> we leave, man, I don't know. Do we want to touch up on the uh, Ukraine and Russia stuff? Well, I was asking you off air um, how present this is in your media over there. Because over here, it's constantly on the news. I mean, we don't need to go into the details. But because shit is, seems to be heating up, uh, I wonder if we should at least mention it. Let's do it. So Russia's been bullying the Ukraine for a few years already, many years. When was it that many they years. invaded? Um, was it 2014 or something that they invaded? the? Um, I can't even remember the name. Crimea or something like that. Some part of the Ukraine. Crimea River. <laughs> and now, yeah, so they, they've been amassing troops and stuff like on the border. And it's it's unbelievable to me that russia is still the same old russia that i remember from when i was a kid but when i was a kid there was the soviet union i remember learning about the war yeah the cold war i remember actually seeing maps in school where it actually said ussr on there and they're the same bullies today that they were then pretending to be democratic and capitalistic or whatever but with a former kgb guy at the top who conveniently manages to remain in power even though he should have been gone already a long time ago but you know he's one of these i'll change the rules um to make myself to make it possible for me to stay and they're up to the same old tricks it's like i don't understand like how does this country not move forward you know what it is in 2022 to be trying to invade another country in basically what is eastern europe what is this and then they and then just typical russia they they do you see them doing something here on the one hand and then they say on the other hand we're not doing that at all it's like is this are we back to the 80s or or the 70s and the cold war or what just double speak it's funny because i've been i've been following it kind of from when it's when they first moved into position 
And they're like, yeah, we're not doing nothing. <laughs> and then they go through, they go and they, they're out on another border. Yeah, no, nothing's happening here. And <laughs> now they're to they're a point where they have, they're in full position now to attack, right? And they're fully surrounding Ukraine. And it's to the point, and I, and I mentioned this off the air, for those that don't know, you know, us, we have Ukraine's back, which is something I want to talk about as well. But mm-hmm. Ukraine's military isn't nowhere close to being able to, to hold off Russia. So they have like civilians out there, bro, learning how to shoot guns. Yeah. Think about this. This is like real life. This is happening outside of your bubble, people. So if you lived in Ukraine and you were born on that side of the world, right now you would be fearing that Russia would be invading. And if you are on the borders, and I'm sure even people more and more inland are, are getting trained as well, but obviously the people on the border first, like you're being trained how to shoot a fucking an assault rifle right now. Yeah. It's it's real. <laughs> Shit's real. This is real. Like, this is so... Like, nobody should go through that, man. No citizen should... I don't know, man. I don't know if, if I'm too pipe dreamish with this world peace shit. I get conflict is a normal part of life. I know that we're not always going to agree. Like, that's okay, man. It doesn't always have to lead to people dying. Us disagreeing is not the issue. Us killing each other is the issue. So let's be let's get comfortable with disagreeing. And let's make it more of of a status quo that we resolve shit without people fucking dying. It isn't the people that are calling the shots that are going to get hurt. It's the people living in the country. That's you and me. Mainly the civilians. That's you and me. The civilians, right? Because those people that are calling the shots are in bunkers. Protected. Yeah. They're in bunkers that, that can withstand radiation if it got to that point. That's why it's so frustrating to me, right? And it kind of piggybacks off that that lift experience where it's like, we just got to choose to approach things differently, man. I, I'm just wondering, like, I keep one thinking about what is the purpose of what they're doing? What is the purpose behind it? Like Russia, at least by land mass, isn't it the biggest country, if not the second? I mean, have you looked at a map to see how big that goddamn country is? From my understanding, it's the biggest, at least how I, I always remembered it. By landmass, they are like ridiculously big. Ridiculous. I don't know what their natural resources are. Obviously, they have natural gas because that's another thing in the news. We can get into that later, maybe. Um, I'm guessing they have oil. I don't know. But with with that much landmass, you must have so much natural resources somewhere in your in your borders right and you still find it necessary to push into another country and to to take more you know more land or there must be something going on with them either either they are maybe they're more broke than 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 they're letting on so they're trying to get more resources from other countries or i don't know but something seems off to be doing what they're doing you know invading another country in 2022 i mean this is cold war and world war ii and world war one bullshit and we're still doing it in 2022 and uh for what so you can get a little bit more land and then and then what because you you, they can't take over the whole country of ukraine like i don't know maybe that's their end game but i don't think uh western europe and the united states is going to stand for that so what is the end game? I don't I really don't get it. But like you said, you have civilians now going out and learning how to do civil defense because they see no other option. That's insane, bro. I don't understand this country, man. I mean, I, I would really not be sad if they didn't exist tomorrow, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, they, they're just they've always been ass backwards and 
bullies. But remember, it's it's not the country; it's the leadership, man. No, I think it's the country. <laughs> no, no. It's been that way for so long. No, I guess you look. It's like Cuba, right? It's been that way for so long that sometimes the people drink the Kool Aid. So it's not to say that there's not ignorant civilians either. But I think that that regime has been in in power for so long that more and more people kind of get brainwashed. And if the people had a choice, I would hope that they wouldn't want to be like like they are. But it's the people it's the people at the top pulling the strings. Mm. You know, his 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 uh, excuse for for bullying into them in, into that country is that he doesn't want any NATO country to border Russia. Funny thing is, Ukraine isn't a part of NATO. Uh, there are countries that signed up to a treaty back in, uh, I don't, don't ask me when, called the North Atlantic. Uh, let me look it up so I'm not talking shit here. And those countries basically agree that if there is any um, sort of conflict, they w- that they will come to each other's aid, amongst other things. It's called the North, Ac- North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And it's an intergovernmental military alliance. So if you're in NATO and you get attacked, then all the NATO countries have to support you. You know what I mean? Yes. We support Ukraine probably because it just makes sense to support Ukraine if they have democratic government, if they're making you know steps towards more democracy and capitalism, then obviously we're going to have, um, like let's say, friendly ties with them. Right. I love how you said we are gonna have. There you go, you little patriot. Well, Germany is also in NATO. Star. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, but you know how you meant it. Get out of here, bro. I'm trying to flip it. In NATO, you have Germany. You have the United States. You have Canada. You have um, Spain, Portugal, France, Italy. You know the Western European countries, um, including the UK and and um, is it in Finland or Norway? One of those countries up there in Scandinavia. So the original intent of that was, I think, I think it must have come out of World War II or something, just to help defend each other, basically. But of course, Russia doesn't want a country that's a part of NATO on its border. Why? Because if you're a part of NATO, then the United States could theoretically put missiles in, in that country just, uh, just because it is an intergovernment or intermilitary defense agreement. Mm-hmm. So they could put stuff in there to help defend the country. And Russia doesn't want the United States or the United Kingdom to have, you know, missiles that close to its border where it could theoretically attack them if, if, if they wanted to. This is why that's bullshit. How long has it been that way for? I know you said don't ask you when, but there you go, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's something that just happened and Russia reacts like that, I, I can understand that that'd be more of the real reason. But now all of a sudden out of the blue, that bothers you? Ukraine would like to be a part of NATO. And this is where Russia says, "Uh uh uh, we can't have you being a part of NATO and being on our border." When did Ukraine want to get down with the NATO game? I don't know how long Ukraine has been advocating to be part of NATO. But I mean, that's the question we got to ask because if they've been But they can't get into NATO right now. I understand, but if they've been trying to do that for 20 years, then why now? If they just trying to if they just started, then I can say, "All right, Russia, I got you." But if they've, if they've been trying to get down and for whatever reason they haven't, and now you're going to pick the time, I still call it bullshit. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'm guessing it wasn't in the last year or two. I think Ukraine probably wanted to already for some time. Like the whole Russia invading the Crimea, like I said, I think that was in 2014 or something like that. So it's been some years already. 
And already back then, they were probably using it as an excuse to get in there because they, they don't want it. And then the funny thing is that the NATO countries won't let Ukraine into NATO right now, even if they wanted to. Like they would want to, uh, normal, tr technically they would want to. Ukraine already has, Russia has already invaded two, two areas of the Ukraine. So if they let Ukraine into NATO now, automatically they're all, gotta go, they got to step that. up and defend Ukraine. And they don't want to fight. No. <laughs> they're like, man, listen, man, Russia, we don't like them either. But if we don't have to get involved, it's funny because at first it was Russia better stand down. And I was like, <laughs> hey, y'all need to get the fuck out of there, man. Russia's coming. <laughs> I don't know if you heard Biden's last update. I did. You should be very concerned. Yeah. First, we're trying to flex. I'm saying, like, hey, look, we got Ukraine's back. That's the message we're sending to Putin. Even even Biden and Putin had like a conversation. And the last update, which I think happened the last week, was Biden saying, uh, yeah, these guys are these guys are coming. So yeah. you guys may want to leave. Same Which here. This really sucks. Yeah, it does suck. It's the same thing here. The Germans already told their citizens, if you're there, you should get out. You know? And the other thing, this is what I mentioned earlier, and then we can maybe start wrapping it up. Yeah. But <laughs> this is another thing that's all screwed up. So Germany, listen to this. Germany used to have a chancellor called Gerhard Schroeder. He was the chancellor okay. before Angela Merkel. And when he got out of, when he like, got out of the chancellorship and Merkel took over. He went into business with some Russians, I don't know what, some Russian businesses, Russian oligarchs, whatever. And he was part of, already I think while he was still in government, but then after he got out of government, he just continued. He was part of a project to create a pipeline. I don't know if you heard of that on the news. It's called Nord Stream 2. I have not. It's a pipeline that brings natural gas from Russia To Germany. Now, I don't want to say there was a conflict of interest there, but let's just say there may have been a conflict of interest there because he started that while he was in the government. Then he went into the private sector, abdicated for it, pushed for it. It's been years and years and years in the making. Now it's done. It's ready. And all they need to do is turn it on. But the government in Germany has been holding it back because they say because there are some things that haven't been completed yet to make it official or whatever. But the reality is a lot of people are asking, why the hell are we even getting into bed with Russia in the first place? In the sense of, why are we allowing them to provide us with all of this natural gas? If Russia wakes up tomorrow and says, you know what, nope, and then shuts off that pipeline, like, what does that mean for, for Germany? Which is why the United States is even threatening to put sanctions on Germany if Germany allows that pipeline to go through. Why? Germany's a part of NATO, right? Mm. And now, if Russia, if they put themselves in a the position where Russia can have them by the throat in the sense of, you know, providing, you know, having this, this pipeline and Russia being able to freaking shut off the power, the source at any time, it's automatically putting themselves in a position where they are sort of, they're setting themselves up, basically. And then what's America have to do? If something For pops sure. off, 100%. they have to respond. So they're like, yo, no, what are you guys doing? And the German government or whoever it is that's responsible for, for this thing now, they've been just with their fingers in their ears and just been moving forward and moving forward. And now the thing is actually ready to go live. And the only thing keeping from going live is bureaucracy and paperwork. No way. But at any point, they might say, okay, everything is official and technically it's, it's legal. Turn it on. And then Germany might, Germany, 
might get might go under sanctions from the United States because of that pipeline. Because they insist, it makes no sense. I don't know why you would do any kind of business like that with Russia. What's up with your people over there, bro? The, this sometimes there are things ha- that happen here that leave me totally dumbfounded. To be totally honest with you, and that's one of them. Yeah, I, I know, I know a thing or two about that. Yeah, <laughs> feeling that way at least, you know. Yeah, I mean, over there, it's a constant. That's a potential shit. Sh- yeah, exactly. That's a potential shit show, my man. Yeah, it is. It is. And I really hope it doesn't go through, because that's not going to be. But good. imagine, I mean. So many years invested, money, time, the pipeline is there, it's ready. Like who who now is gonna say what's gonna stop? Who her? now is gonna say, Yeah, no, sorry, we're not gonna do it. Like what happens with the pipeline? Just, Did they the, they already built the pipeline? It's built, it's ready to go. They just have to flip the switch for the gas to start oh, flowing. Oh no, you guys are fucked. That's gonna that's gonna happen. I didn't know that it was already built and everything's laid it's down. It's done. Oh no, you guys are fucked. They're not gonna stop that. I'm sorry. So no. <laughs> Fuck, that's not cool, though. You think you need to leave Germany, bro? Yo, I don't know. I'm hoping not because... Oh, my gosh. You know, What's going Ukraine, on here? The ship with Ukraine, you know how far we are from Ukraine, right? From from Kiev, from the capital of Ukraine. It's a 15-hour drive. Like, it takes longer to get to New York from Miami. It's a 15-hour drive to get to Kiev from Berlin. Because, you know, everything here is smaller. Like, it's not like over there. So... I don't know if these freaking animals go and decide to invade Ukraine and shit really pops off in Europe. I'm really wondering, like, okay, how long before we start to actually feel the effects of that if it pops off? Well, have a contingency plan, my man. I mean, just it's it's uh, a little scary when you think about it, you know. So just yeah, it's annoying, dude. It's just annoying. It's unnecessary. It's all unnecessary. Just don't be caught off guard, bro. Just have a plan. Whatever we got to do. Let's just you know keep it in the forefront. Hopefully, it doesn't ever. We don't never have to push the red button to go there, you know. But you got to stay ready, bro. Apparently so. All right, man. We covered everything. We've gotten to that time. We're good for another month. <laughs> we'll see you next year. So it's quote time, bro. I'm gonna bless him with a quote. Giddy. We're gonna get out of here. Giddy. I'm gonna try to stop moving the mic so I don't get dirty sound. Though that's what I'm gonna try to do. <laughs> You've got to dance like there's nobody watching. Love like you'll never get hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth. I've heard that before. William W. Perky. So I've heard uh, you've got to dance like there's nobody watching. I think that's the one that you see more common. But love like you've never been hurt. Saying that there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth. That's dope, man. I like the depth there. So I think someone added that. Or no. What do you think? Um, I, I, it shows us the full quote from the person. You're right. You're right. I see it. Yeah. And that's my thing. I think if anything, they've to cut the quote and they've used the first line, which is why maybe, you know, initially you'll have that indication like, oh, I've never heard the full one. So maybe somebody did a razzle dazzle, but it looks like that's the full quote. But we just always use you got to dance like there's nobody watching. There's more to that, people. And that's the, the quote in its entirety. So that's my contribution to today's quote. Very nice. Hope people enjoy Very nice. That. Yeah, man. I think that's a really cool quote. Live like it's heaven on earth. You know me, son. I'm going to come with it. You came through this week. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I always come through. (laughs) All right, guys. We're getting out of here. Thank you for joining us. Till next time, whenever that may be. Whenever that may be. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time. Same time, same place, same channel. Unchus. Peace.
Texas show when I'm in Texas. It makes me feel more Texan.